This is Frank Skinner with Bulbs. I have um, Emily Dean and Pierre Novelli with me. You can text the show on 81225. Is that right? <laughs> no, oh, that's untrue. My God. Um, 81215. I just thought maybe it was 25 because we're in Scotland. Dialing code change. Oh, man. Follow the show on X and Instagram at Frank on the Radio. Radio. Um, what to call it? The radio. And if you had like sub, uh, like you know, text C fax underneath. Yeah. And and this is the worst I've ever done. <laughs> Feel I've been let down in every corner. <laughs> Email the show via Frank at AbsoluteRadio.co.uk. I'd stick with that if I was you. The rest is um, open to interpretation. Oh, anyway, we are in Edinburgh. Yep. That's just on my fellow presenters. (laughs) I was going to say, that's Pierre, not me. I had no idea that was going to happen. Do you know, when I hear that music, I think of a brooch. Because you don't often see a brooch, Frank, Mm. but I think of a brooch attached to... I think it's important to keep it real. (laughs) R-double-E-L. Oh, no, it's great, that. It's, It's called The Earl of Errol's Real. Lovely, that's keeping it real. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, we're in Edinburgh and um, I got the train. Oh, I've been here ages. Pierre's been here ages. A thousand years or so? Yes, indeed. And um, I'll tell you what I did. I came up on the train and it was packed and I had to listen to my show because I hadn't done my show for about a month. So I had to listen to it to remind myself of, uh, you know, the, all the nuance... <laughs> And the finesse. And um, I started listening to it on, and I started really laughing at it oh on the track. Oh, God, at your own show. <laughs> and I knew what was coming, but there's one or two bits. I'd done a few improv bits on the show. I've, I mean, very good. <laughs> <laughs> well, you see. Very good work. I respect your honesty. You were telling us only this morning that you're Terry had uh, something to say on the subject of uh, people that looked in the mirror. My te- my, uh, my um, oldest brother, Terry, was a very handsome young man, would look in the mirror and, and say, <laughs> when he was a teenager, I look, I look amazing. <laughs> <laughs> and my mum would say, that's very vain. It's not that she ever talked like that. <laughs> um, that was my mum. <laughs> oh, yeah, sorry, your mum would say that. And, he'd, and he said, he used to say this quite a lot, it's the people that look in the mirror and say nothing that you want to worry about. Because it's all going on dark and sinister under the surface. Or a vampire. Yeah, yeah. But I would say that same principle would apply, surely, to laughing at your own material. At Um, least you're being honest about it. Exactly. I worked with the Chippendales once um, when I was in the furniture business. (laughs) No, I mean the the exotic male dancers. Yeah. Exactly, and they were in the the green room after, and they just they had black trousers on, and they just had their shirt cuffs and their collar with dicky bows, and the rest was all flesh, and they were really staring at me, and I was worried I might not get home in one piece. Um, I don't know how I'd alienated the Chippendales, but um, then I realised I was standing with my back to the mirror. 
and they weren't looking at me at all, but they could not keep that. And I thought, fair enough, if I was in here with just my collar and my coughs, I'd probably be looking at myself in the mirror and thinking, <laughs> but um, we're all different. We are all different. First thing I did when I got to Edinburgh, I went to see Grey Friars Bobby. Oh, lovely. Grey Friars Bobby, in case you don't know, is the little statue of a dog who used to uh, lie on his master's grave mm. in an act of tremendous loyalty. Mm. Um, Absolute radio. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice one for the hurricane weekend. <laughs> so, um... <laughs> It's it's become a thing which I don't think was a tradition in Edinburgh when I used to come up in the old days of robbing his muzzle for good luck. Not Harry Kane's, Greyfriars. <laughs> Although Grey there Fryer. are some doing that, I yeah, imagine. Yeah, exactly. And um, they've took all the, all the dirt off him. It's all you know, shiny and golden on his nose. Very, it looks like he's um, been... It, it looks oh, a I bit, wondered what was going on with that nose. I, I saw it for miles away. Yeah, yeah it looks a bit like... Remember when Billie Eilish had those like, yellow highlights in the black hair? It's a bit of that. It looks, or as if Bobby's <laughs> living on a the custard diet. But, yeah, it looks like the dog's gotten into the gold bin. Yeah, it's very... I'm going to put a picture on our um, social media of Bobby's... That hot content coming up. <laughs> Yeah, well, I do think with Grey Bobby's uh, muzzle highlights, <laughs> as I like to call them. Frank Skinner. Frank Skinner. On Absolute Radio. Are, are the Strictly, are, are the announcements done now for Strictly? Have they got a full squad? Oh, yeah. Well, that's why Les Dennis is trending. Oh, Les Dennis, is, uh, he was the, the, the ace in the hand that they played yeah. last. Uh, Annabelle Croft. Fabulous. Krishnan. Guru Murphy, he's uh, in it. Yeah, let's not go through them all. I'm just giving you three of my favourites. No, OK. I wasn't going to tell you all of them. I know uh, yourself. I, um, I'm just relieved I, I've, I've escaped it for another year. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if people are asked. I think they're just nominated. You would be very good on it. No, I'd be terrible. I can't dance and I cannot smile like an idiot in the background when other people are being interviewed. It's just a thing I can't do and you have to do that. Some very bright people have to stand at the back, very upright in posture, grinning. Yeah. Do you think that they'd let you get away with sort of silently leafing through a sort of poetry pamphlet? No. No. They don't. There's no... That's just it. There's no escape. No. And you have to do all the... Every week, you have to say how much your dancing partner means to you in some other way from what you said it the week before. Those are the things. The actual dancing is is not... The sincerity is the... Because it's the... I'll tell you what I wouldn't like is the bit where you come down the stairs and it goes... When you have to run up the stairs all excited after (laughs) a dance and all that. I mean, I know I'd be looking at the stairs thinking... oh. Stairs. (laughs) Stairs. <laughs> and a very tight shirt and high-waisted pants. Imagine me very slowly going up the stairs on a the, stair lift. That would be the funniest. Yeah. <laughs> Beep. And then just... Me going up the stairs on... Taking long enough that they have to loop the theme tune I mean, God times. bless. I, watch, I love the programme, but um, <laughs> it's just that... Um, it's the terrible indignity, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, that's that. Sorted. Good luck, everyone. Yeah. <laughs> I went and saw um, uh, a sort of a, a one-man play the other day called Layers, oh. a Japanese man, and it's all done behind a curtain. 
And you know, you know, when you go and see something, you think, oh, it's going to be all experimental and thing. And when it started, I just had absolutely no idea what was going. I mean, really, no, just there's a man standing there, barefoot, <laughs> behind a thin curtain, and he was going, mugs, mugs, <laughs> mugs, and I thought. Maybe it's about like arriving in Edinburgh and trying to find stuff in your flat. You know, when you walk around going mugs, mugs, and um, about 45 minutes into the play, I realised that's not what he was saying. (laughs) Which has made it even more complicated. But it was brilliant because I sat there at the beginning thinking, this means nothing to me. I can't make head or tail of it. And then it had a sort of an Abba Voyage <laughs> element when he was then projected onto the curtain and he was acting behind it as another character. And oh, then, we put a twist on it. And, and pretty and then, then you, it started to make sense. You know that moment when you're watching something like in um, Usual Suspects where you yes. have your moment of... And I had to stop myself from going... Oh, you know, because you don't want to do that out loud. But it was really tempting. He's calling the audience mugs. Oh, it was... (laughs) (laughs) Maybe, what if we're the mugs? (laughs) It was was so satisfying, though, when I started to work it out. And then I looked around at the others thinking, you haven't worked it out yet. (laughs) I can tell from your expression you you have yet to work it out. I look forward to you working it out, but it's going to be well down the road of this play before you get there. I actually asked a woman outside when she'd worked it out what was going Did on. Did you? Yeah. <laughs> I wish I'd made a note of exactly when I'd worked it out, but I did. But I'd recommend Layers. It was it was great. And um, I like it when it's you, you congratulate yourself. Like when you're watching a detective show and you think, oh, I know, I know who did it now. It's a brilliant feeling. Back me up on this, guys. <laughs> It's a brilliant feeling, but the Fez was being waved and um, we have people who are big fans of the Fez in this part of the world. Yes, but I think up here, Sarah should have brought a Tam O'Shanta. <laughs> That's my feeling. I'll tell you what's been lovely about being up in Edinburgh is that David Baddiel is also up in Edinburgh. And even though we live in the same road, I've seen much more of him. <laughs> Ah. How lovely. Is yeah, we don't live currently? in the same road. He's currently here. Yeah, oh. he's doing his uh, his show about um, his books, Jews Don't Count and uh, The God Desire. I went and saw that. That was very fine, but I couldn't ask any questions because I thought it was impertinent for me to uh, get involved. Mm. So I went out for lunch with him after and grilled him <laughs> for about an hour and a half. <laughs> so that was great. We went for... Uh, we went for a meal, and um, this is bad because we were sit. We there's only one table left in the vegan restaurant we went to, and it was in the window. It's literally oh, me lads, and him. Lads, lads. Literally me and him sitting in the window. Exactly. <laughs> uh, Norman Rockwell painting. Yeah. <laughs> it's not very loaded cover. Yeah, it was. It, it looked like a very, very low rent red light area. <laughs> Me and Dave sitting in the window. Um, 
if they'd ever done that on Last of the Summer Wine, that's what it would have looked like. Anyway, Dave kept sort of waving, acknowledging people who'd seen him, <laughs> and nobody acknowledged her wife to me. And after a bit, I started to think that nobody was actually, because it was over my shoulder, I thought Dave was just <laughs> pretending that people were acknowledging him. And he was there going, oh, hi. And I thought, There's no, no one's doing this. You're just trying to make me look rubbish. <laughs> And then when we got in there, there's a big sign that said, cash only. I said, oh, God, I've only got 15 quid. He said, it won't be more than 30. Don't worry, it'll be fine. And then at the end, it was 44 quid, our meal. So David paid for it. And he said to me, uh, no, he he said, I gave him my 15 quid. (laughs) And he said, uh, well, you've done pretty well out of this. (laughs) And I said, I told like it's a real terrible... I said, I told you I only got 15 quid from the beginning. <laughs> and it was, a real, it was like we were leaving after some difficult divorce settlement. <laughs> I like you've done pretty well out of it. exactly. <laughs> cunning vegan restaurant scheme. Is... Oh, man. It must, it was, the, the was, must be it, the busiest time for them. What, for the vegans? Mm. I thought you were going to say for Bedell and Skinner. Yeah. It was, um, it was, yeah, it was busy. Yeah. Frank, it was... I need to, I went to a show yesterday which I thought, I thought would really appeal to you because it's a puppet show. Oh, I've, I've already done two puppet shows. Have you done two far. puppets? Mm-hmm. Do you know we love puppet shows? I've, I've learned. I've okay. learned because. Can I say I dragged, <laughs> I dragged Pierre to one. Which because... puppet show did you see without me? Well, it was, um, this was South African themed and I thought, mm, who would I like to watch this with? And then I found Pierre and I said, do you know the... J-? And I did, I did the pronunciation. There's a J.M. Goetzea, a J.M. Goetzea novel that's been turned into a, into a poppy show. Yeah. Oh. And, the Life of Michael Caine. Uh, yeah, The Life of Michael Caine. It's all about Michael Keaton who played Batman. <laughs> In the oh, I believe that, and about the terrible <laughs> hair anxiety. Do you remember how I used to say that about him? He was one of those blokes who's going bald at the front, but he bouffant, very pointy lips as well. But it always looked yeah. like the whole thing could collapse at any moment. The front of his hair. Yes, yeah. I used to watch him and think, what you need is a couple of good supportive struts. Yes. Underneath that. Yes, yeah, so there, there was a souffle aspect to it. Really. So when he was offered Batman, he must have been relieved that he got to wear that cowl. <laughs> he could just let the whole thing lie flat and desolate. <laughs> oh, beautiful. Anyway, we will find out about uh, what Emily saw. Oh, no, this. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Frank, let me tell you about the puppet show. Please. It was called Bill's 44th. Right. And, I mean, it had me at the concept, because it is a man alone on his 44th, man slash puppet. Yeah. (laughs) uh, uh, Celebrating in... uh, I I should put that in marks, because it was... He's depressed, he's on his own, he's sitting in his flat. And it had two people operating it. You know, in black trousers and black oh, I tops. Love, I love Do you that. like that? I love all that. See, in, in Michael Kay, they didn't, they were just there. I know, we had the Black Polar Net Brigade. Oh, God, that reminds me of when I was a kid. I loved that. We used, you'd be watching something like Sunday Night at the London Palladium, and now all the way from Bratislava. <laughs> 
and then it would be a, a, a puppet thing. And as a kid, I'd watch these puppets, and, yeah. and at the end, these blokes would take their, or a bloke and a woman used, who would take their hoods off, and you'd go, where the? Where the? And they were just suddenly there, Imagine. but uh, they didn't bother with that in the, in the life and no, times of No, these had the okay. black polar necks, uh, black, slightly strictly come dancing, high-waisted trousers. Oh, yeah. Uh, man and a woman. Always. The show itself, mm. brilliant, highly recommend, exceptionally funny and quite moving in parts. Oh. However, what I do not recommend is the audience member who chose to sit next to me, oh, a latecomer, no. an American, who said, right. can I grab this? What could, what could possibly go wrong? What was she asking? The chair oh, next okay. to me. Thank goodness. What could go wrong? He looked, he looked fine. That was a guy, okay. Yeah, maybe looked like he'd ha- imbibed a bit, but, you know, a lot of mm. people have at this festival. He sat next to me within 30 seconds, Frank. I thought, oh, Lord, what have I done? He starts not heckling the puppets, encouraging them. Oh, no. He says, yeah, come on. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. it. Like it. Oh, no. <laughs> Lord. This That's, went oh, on no. and on and on. This is a very American thing. Is it? But mm. he kept going, yeah. Th-. And then he said, That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. <laughs> In the puppet show. <laughs> right. I walked out after <laughs> 37 minutes. <laughs> oh, no. And I loved Bill's 44th. I sure yeah. want to go on record. We well, never got to his, you only got to his 37. <laughs> <laughs> I want to go on record. And Could say, you not have moved to another seat? He, there was nowhere in that room that was safe from him. Imagine what they were like under their black hoods. <laughs> Scowling. Shot it. <laughs> it just was relentless. Oh, no. I and suppose, you know, enthusiasm's a lovely thing. Oh, but... not this, Frank. Can you imagine? You're trying to innocently watching a puppet show and that man is going, yeah, come on, baby, yeah. I left after 37 minutes. I didn't, I didn't want to upset him because it wasn't his Why fault. Why not? I don't know, Frank. I went very British and I lied. So I said, I don't feel very well. (laughs) And uh, he said, oh, I'm sorry. And I left 37 minutes because of him. So as you say, I got to Bill's 37th. Yeah. It was a great show. See, when I sat down at um, The Life and Times of Michael K, (laughs) which I have to say is... Brilliant. Life of Michael K. Sorry, wasn't it The Life and Times? The Life of. Oh, I've added some times. Um, <laughs> he did have some times, though. We saw. Yeah, them. it was it was brilliant. I tell you, it's done by it's done by the people who uh, do uh, did uh, Warhorse. Yeah. Oh. So the puppetry is through the ceiling. Yeah. Quality. But when I sat down, I said to the woman next to me, "Is this anyone's seat?" And then I said to the bloke behind, you, "Am I all right sitting here in front of you? Am I too tall?" And um, the woman behind next to me said, "You're." V- very polite. <laughs> and I said, um, I'm English, I'm afraid. I'm stuck with it. And I don't know if she took that as some sort of slight or not. That we Did she go, the, yeah, the polite- come on. No. She went, no. Yeah, baby. No, George. 
King George and uh, trying to tell us what to do. And well, <laughs> tea in bay. Life, life of Michael Put K. Put the tea in the bay. <laughs> Li- life of Michael K. was also moving in parts, if only because it was a puppet show. We had moving parts. <laughs> <laughs> Certainly. Yeah, it was uh, two hours, which some people said was long. It didn't feel like it at all. And also, no. I thought if you read the if you read the novel, that's going to be more than two hours. So you're still in profit time wise. Yeah. At the end of it, if that's how you want to analyse your theatre, but uh, it was great. I really felt for the I felt for the human beings in it because I thought, oh, shut up now, let the puppet let the puppet talk. Well, yeah, <laughs> that's what <laughs> I was saying next to that bloke. Yeah, <laughs> I haven't come here for the flesh and blood. I've come here for the wood. <laughs> Oh dear. <laughs> oh, sorry, everyone. Can we do that again? Oh, live. <laughs> I had no idea. Frank Skinner. Absolute Radio. Regarding your experience with the encouraging American. Encouraging's kind. Well, he was encouraging the puppets. It sounds mm. quite Graham Greene novel, that, doesn't the it? Encouraging American. Encouraging American, it does, yeah. <laughs> um, a friend of mine w- uh, was part of a sort of Shakespeare troupe that went on a tour of the US. Yeah. And he said that what was quite, like, in a way authentic, but very disruptive because they'd only performed in front of, you know, the, the most sort of pro-Shakespeare nerds in England, was that the Americans would, would be like that. They'd sort of, wow! And, and sort really? Of, and like, boo! About yes. Lady Macbeth. And, you know, <laughs> someone would lie or deceive or, or, you know, taming of the shrew, they'd insult each other. And, oh, no, he didn't. And they'd, they'd be sort of... No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To be or not to be. Here we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Here it comes. <laughs> Tell me about the slings and arrows. Oh. Yeah, they, would, they would sort of heckle and they did one big theatre where... Are you talking mean? about, like, people who are about between one and three years old. No, no. no this man last grown, night was... Grown adults. I mean, you know, I think his 44 might have come and gone. But it was quite Shakespearean in, in the sense of people yelling, I suppose. Yeah. But the one theatre that was the most disruptive, <laughs> and I hate the idea of this with my little sound hatred that I have, misophonia, <laughs> enormous theatre, like, you know, those sort of lecture halls where they have sort of wooden tables mm. that you, know, sort of, you could flip up in front of you. The entire sort of 200 capacity crowd... We're having soup and crackers, and they're uh, sipping, slurping their soup from spoons and eating crackers and crumbling them in. And, and what are they doing, Shakespeare? Yeah, during the whole show, yeah. Big hot bowls of soup. It's <laughs> oh, so dangerous. It's a different world. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. That's not all I'm saying, obviously, or it's going to be. I don't think I will have my money. No, I don't say anything <laughs> Big else. Big bowl of soup and time to yell at some actors. Yeah, Horatio, Whoa. you got this. <laughs> yeah. I was um, I was sitting outside a cafe with Pierre, and I said, Pierre, you're a young man. What's that? What's it say on that blue plaque across the road? Be my eyes. Yeah. <laughs> and. Um, Pierre says, um, disappointingly, <laughs> I, I will call to read that from you. <laughs> so um, I went, I went across the the road to have a look at it, and um, there was a woman standing in the middle of the road giving out leaflets. There's a woman everywhere giving out leaflets, and indeed a man. And when I when I got clo- close, hold on, I took a photo of it, so I. Uh, so I could show it, Pierre. It says, this house belongs to Lionel Richie. Yeah. Oh, and, who knew? Um, I said to this girl who was giving out, I say, I call her girl, she's probably out, 19. That's all right. 
and she said, I said, do you think that is... I said, how does Lionel Richie, the, you know, the, the moustache Lionel Richie, how does he spell his name? And, and she's... I said, do you think that could possibly be his house? And then, of course, I said, I don't see any footprints on the ceiling. (laughs) But um, it has... um, I didn't find that. I mean, I'm assuming there's a a famous Scottish man. Could it possibly be Lionel Richie, though? Well, maybe some of our absolute listeners will know. I'll I'll put the plaque up. On, Does it um, say Lionel Richie danced on this ceiling? No, it, it doesn't say that. It, oh. just, it just says um, this house belongs to Lionel Richie, which suggests that it's not a dead person if it belongs to... <laughs> Hang on, to... That's not a pl- you can't just go around as a celebrity declaring your property. That's not what plaques are for. Perhaps he's had a lot of mail going to the wrong house. <laughs> I mean, I hate it when that happens. This is Frank Skinner. This is Absolute Radio. This is Frank Skinner. Welcome to Edinburgh. That's where we are. Um, uh, yes, this is Frank Skinner, Absolute Radio, Emily Dean, Pierre Novelli. Text the show 81215. Follow the show on X and Instagram at Frank on the Radio. <laughs> Email the show via frank at absoluteradio.co.uk. Oh, yeah, follow the show on X. Can't we do something about that? <laughs> For following the show on X? I don't like It sounds a bit babes so what, or something. It sounds like we, we think our readers can't write. <laughs> well, the website formerly known as Twitter, that could be yeah, a sort of... Well, you know. it sounds too, as I've said previously, it's a bit, I'm waiting for your call. I don't like <laughs> Yes. Oh, yes. um, I don't like it, Frank. Uh, regarding the Lionel Richie plaque, just quickly, Def Anderson on Twitter, uh, sorry, X, has absolutely <laughs> nailed it. Said, uh, well, why don't you... Oh, he on? nailed it. He said, well... <laughs> quite high. <laughs> yeah, he's tall. <laughs> yeah. He said, well, why don't you knock on the door and see if he says hello? Uh, well, wouldn't he then say, is it me you're looking for? <laughs> Do you know what? He's got an answer for everything, yeah, Lionel. Yes. We have had some... Uh, has anyone actually yeah. explained? Yeah. A few people. Derek Parrish. About the beginning of the century, uh, Lionel not, Richie not him, thought he had Scottish heritage. Oh, he means oh, this, this century. Oh, this century, of yeah. course. Yeah, okay. It's not that old, surely. <laughs> Derivatives of Scottish spelling Richie, right. Derek says. We've had other people, haven't we, Pierre? Have you seen this who've been in touch with other explanations? Mm, Martin. Well, what about Graham? You, you kick off with Martin. Martin said, uh, The blue commemorative plaque scheme is run by Historic Environment Scotland and its website states recipients have to be dead for at least 20 years and born more than 100 years ago. A spokesperson said it had, quote, no involvement in the placing of the Ritchie plaque. <laughs> oh. Quite a bit of judgment in that no involvement. Rogue, um... Rogue Placking. I'd watch that show on Channel 4. (laughs) Yeah. Would you? Yeah. I'd love Rogue Placking. Rogue Placking. Yeah, there's somebody saying, uh, what's this called? Dom, that guy. Yeah, so he's been up, he's been up the wall now. I mean, it's like, that could fall down any time, that plaque. Yeah. It's the wrong blue. Is that the right blue? No. And he was born 99 years ago. (laughs) Yeah. So let's have a look here. Chaz so, and David says. So, but does Lionel <laughs> Richie have a connection with that well, building? You see, Graham Booth says, hold on. He doesn't say hold on. I added that for Atmos. Okay. But he does say, that's outside his house here in Hartlepool. So there's the same plaque is in Hartlepool. And it said it's common knowledge he moved from here to Alabama when he was four years old. So Lionel Richie is... 
What is he is, UK is, born? Is he yeah. from Edinburgh then or Hartlepool? <laughs> no. Eight twelve fifteen. No. No. Is this all lies? Is it a this is all lies? It's nothing to do with Lionel Richie. Come well, on, he's certainly not from Hartlepool. Know Lionel Richie? <laughs> he's from Alabama. Do you must know. You're very well connected, Frank. I don't, I've never met Lionel Richie, I don't think. What's your closest connection? <laughs> if you had to, if I literally said now, Frank, my life depends on it, can you get a six degrees of separation for me to Lionel Richie? How, how close could you get? Oh, I've interviewed uh, Donna Summer. <laughs> Do you think she knew Lionel Richie? Elton John, you yeah. know. Elton John, does he know Lionel? Who knows Lionel Richie? <laughs> He's got a lot of friends in the business. This is yeah. this plaque is right above um, Pierre's gig. It is. Yes, it is. And yet it takes an old man to spot it on the wall. Is that is that the uh, thumping of a broomstick I hear from Lionel Richie during my oh. show? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Keep it down. <laughs> <laughs> Something on the ceiling. (laughs) (laughs) So we don't know really what it's about. There's all sorts of theories coming thick and fast. John Scullion, it's Edinburgh. Sounds like the end of China. It's Chinatown. (laughs) It's a joke or worse, a cult. He Mm. thinks there might be, it's related to a cult, the Lionel Richie. (laughs) That seems so. Well, there was a framed picture of Lionel Richie on the steps of the National Museum of Scotland was placed there. Oh. There's a lot of Richie-related mysteries. Oh. I'm worried we're going to get into some terrible... Cons- somebody will be, be saying it's to do with the uh, stuff that comes out the back of aeroplanes. It is a spectre haunting Scotland. Yeah, exactly. And it is Lionel Richie. I wonder if he's on the ghost tour. <laughs> <laughs> you if you're alive. I have to be dead 100 years to be on the ghost tour, mate. Oh, do you? Yeah. They're very strict here, aren't they? <laughs> Otherwise God, the recently dead, I mean, they're just kicking their heels, hanging around for some sort of recognition. It's because if you're a ghost but you're wearing modern clothes, it's just hard to tell. Yeah, I wouldn't say Lionel Richie wore what I would call modern clothes. <laughs> Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Frank just made my heart very happy because he, he got out a picture of his dog and I'm always here for that. And he said, I just miss my dog. It was I do very miss emotional. my dog. In fact, what mm. I've done, I've... There's a rug. <laughs> oh, yes. I don't know if I should Don't mention this any male presenters. <laughs> there's a rug in my flat, which is a similar colour to my dog. <laughs> so I folded it into a dog shape <laughs> and put it on my sofa <laughs> as a, so, to stop me from feeling loudly. It does look brilliant, though. Oh, does it? I Have might put that the, picture the on. I've dog. seen the rug dog in a photo form. Oh, I'm, Frank, I need pics where it didn't happen. The we have to dog. share that picture because it does look... Frank Skinner's rug dog. I'll put it... I mean, I, do you need to see the dog to get the... You don't need to see no, the dog, do you? I, think, I, I, don't th- want it, I don't want the dog getting kidnapped. I think rug dog is, is realistic on its own merits. Are we calling it rug dog? Yeah. Then? No, it's called Frank Skinner's rug dog. Frank Skinner's rug dog. Yeah. That, that's my show next year. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just showing it to have a laugh. We will sh- we will share this yeah. with you presently. It's excellent. Um, Frank. By the way, I've got an electric kettle for my dressing room because the one my one pre people say, "What's your prep before show?" You know, do you do like Alexander technique and stuff? And I have a, a nice cup of tea. That's my thing. And I got um, electric kettle. I just it says on the box, "Hey." Exclamation mark. Let's heat things up. 
Did an, an American watch what a, Shakespeare? What a, what a brilliant idea. Yeah, I hadn't thought of that, but how shall I do it? Oh, hold on. What else is in this box? Yeah, high exclamation mark gets its own line. I hate that. Well, sort this of is thing. what they do. They personalise. There's a name for this, which Pierre will probably know, but it's to do with, you know, personification of products yeah. now. So, like a, a fruit, a smoothie. We'll say, hi, meet me, I'm the hell... And you say, I don't personalise yourself, I'm yeah. going to drink you. Oh, there's that sort of comical ingredient yes, as well exactly. when it says things like Eight bouncy blueberries. Oh, yes, and all that. Uh, Frank, Robert Cowie has been Reticence. Reticence on the ingredients list. Yeah. <laughs> Robert Cowie, Frank, has Robert been... Robert Cowie, okay. Yes, has been in touch. Uh, Robert's seen your poster on the streets of Edinburgh. Oh, yes. This is for... Uh, 30 Years of Dirt. Morning, Frank and friends. When we were out and about in Edinburgh last week, my four-year-old daughter, Presley, I think nice. you're going to approve of that. Yeah, that's nice. Was keen to find the posters for the shows which we were going to be seeing together. During this hunt, she asked what show my wife and I were seeing. I said it was your show, Frank. She then became desperate for us to find one of your posters too. Once found, there was no stopping her as on every subsequent spying of another of said posters, she shouted, Frank Skinner, very loudly. Mm, good. Although your reputation saw your run sell out before the fringe even begun, mm. I, I, a lovely use I wasn't going to bring it up, but, <laughs> but Robert did. But I am doing extra shows on Saturday evenings. Well, Robert continues, I do hope that sales for your extra dates will have benefited from this audio advertising as well as the traditional posters. Well, That's Robert Cowie. Very much looking forward to seeing the show on the 14th of August. Robert will be coming. That Don't poster know. was designed by my partner, Kath, <gasps> and lettered by my child, Bars. Oh. He chose the font and placed the font. I did not know that. that. Yes. Yeah. Oh, it's one of your best. So uh, with, what with that show. and my dog rug... <laughs> I don't feel it's too... It's a bit of a cheeky girls operation. I don't feel too desolate, cheeky girls. <laughs> the family Skinner. Oh, yes. I like this. It's a travelling show. Yeah. Mm. I was born in the middle of a travelling show. <laughs> Mama used to dance for the money. They'd throw a pop would do whatever he could. Do you remember that? It was what, I think it was Cher's first solo hit. Was it? Mm. It's oh. not... Oh... Gypsies. I don't oh. know if you can even say what it was called now. Yeah. I, I was going to say, are we allowed to say? My younger sister was obsessed with that song. Yeah? Mm. Yeah. I think... Um, I think only Thieves. She just called it yeah, Thieves now. I think you'd have to call it Thieves. So it'd go, oh, <laughs> Thieves. Da, 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 call us mm, Thieves. Yeah, I think you really are struggling with that. That's why we don't play it much on, uh, no. on Absolute Radio. That's never struck me before. I'm really looking forward to when Thieves gets cancelled and <laughs> just can't even introduce it. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. We've heard from uh, a comedy insider, I think it's fair to describe uh, okay. him as, Bruce Dessau. Are you oh, familiar yes. with Bruce? Yes, of and course. Bruce, it doesn't surprise me to hear that Bruce knows what's going on down here, up here. Tell Is it Richie News? Mm. <laughs> yeah, OK. <laughs> I love how you familiarised yourself with it already. Richie News. Uh, Bruce Dessau, nice to know it's still there. 
right. i.e. The, pla- uh, the plaque. It was a prank from a few fringes ago, oh. I think. The funny thing is, if it's the one on Blair Street, it should really be a plaque about the second most famous Lionel. Mm, who would that be? Blair? Blair. Oh, Blair. Yeah, Blair. Of course, I was yeah. thinking David Baddiel, whose middle name is Lionel. <laughs> is it? Yeah. Uh, also, I, was I his think, mother's maiden name? Do you think if Lionel Messi's <laughs> listening to this, he's thinking, um, hold it. Who are the three most famous Lionels? Well, it's got to be Messi. Lionel. We could exclude. I think we've named, I think it is Richie. Is it Messi, Richie, Blair? Messon and Blair. Oh, what about David? Well, yeah, but his middle names don't count, I don't think. You can't, yeah, you can't be middle naming your way to these lists, can you? No, I mean. In this day and age? You'd have to be, if you was desperate for Lionel's, you might put him in as a, you know, mm. as a, as a stop Isn't there gap. another famous actor? I can't remember who it is. There is one. There'll be, there'll be more. Yeah, there was know. Lionel Jeffries. Oh, that's it. That's who I'm thinking. Was he in Chitty Chitty Bang Bang? Crank? I think he was, yeah. He was, yeah. He was all bald hair and whiskers and blustery English old Imagine being man. described that way. Old <laughs> bald hair and whiskers. <laughs> I think um, Martin <laughs> Jarvis said to me... <laughs> oh, no, that was Donald Pleasance, who was another bald man. He went to see... Um, um, I think Martin Jarvis said to me... Martin, this, I love an actor. Martin Jarvis said to me that he went to see um, Olivier's Othello. I oh know. Dear. We didn't know. And with... Yeah, um, come with, on! With, um, <laughs> no, with um, Donald Pleasance. And at the end of it, Donald Pleasance said, well, we have seen a great Othello, but I'm not sure we have seen a good one. Oh, brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Wow. <laughs> what? You tell him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're getting a lot of people have been very inspired by Frank Skinner's rug dog. Oh. <laughs> and anyone who wasn't listening earlier, where were you? Yes, I was, I'm, I'm missing my dog. So I, there's a rug in the flat that looks a bit like my dog, if folded in the correct... It's sort of... Um, Pet anxiety origami. (laughs) (laughs) And a lot of people have sent in, sort of cheering you up, I guess, uh, pictures of their dogs looking like rugs. Oh, that's... uh... I mean, if that's what you were after, you could have come a bit closer to home, obviously. Yes. I, well, I don't. um, I don't want anyone wiping their feet on their dog (laughs) or anything of that nature. No confusion. But it's hard, because you expect to miss your family. But like I said, I said to you, when I first got the dog, I don't feel the love. You said, where is the love? Where is the love, yeah. And I liked it, but I didn't feel the love. But now I feel the love. Oh, that makes me so happy. But, you know, it'll still be there when I get back, almost certainly. (laughs) (laughs) When they don't have our span, it's no good pretending they do. (laughs) <laughs> but um, yes, we are. Let's be optimistic. Frank Skinner. Frank Skinner. Absolute radio. Uh, Frank, I need to tell you, I went to see Pierre's show last night. Oh, yeah. It's true. For a, I, for I requested a warning as well. I, did, I wanted to know when you were coming. Yeah. It's interesting that because I don't really like to know when people are in. Mm. I remember someone said to me that they'd said to Tony, Tony Adams said, if ever you want to come watch an Arsenal game, when he was playing, he said, you know, I'll sort you a couple of seats. And they said, great. He said, but don't tell me when you're coming. You think there's like (laughs) 60,000 people. Tony Adams coy. Exactly. Oh, um, Dale Barwick. 
You're missing Lionel Bart. Oh, yes. You are. Mm. I am, we all are. <laughs> Consider yourself all right. Yes. Um, yes, I went to see Pierre last night. I should say, for avoidance of doubt, I have already seen Frank's show. I cover both my boys. Mm-hmm. I saw Frank's in London. I think I gave it 11 stars, didn't I? Yes, you, you saw it with uh, Lucy Pinder, I if did. I remember I correctly. did. And um, I gave it 11 stars. We all know what's been said. I don't need to add to the praise. No, let's let's concentrate on um, Novelli. <laughs> well, God. guess what, Frank? I just did Novelli last night. The girls, the producers, they did the double. It's a bit like Barbie Oppenheimer. You know, they were calling it Barbie Barbieheimer when people oh, yeah. were seeing both. What would this, what would be our um, Skinelli. portmanteau? Skinelli. Skinelli. Course, they did yeah. the Skinelli double. I won't yeah. say which is Barbie, which is Oppenheimer. You be the charge. I think I'm Barbie, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> yes, um, but I'm, I'm OK. I've, I've learned to accept that over the years. Um, it's um, beyond my care. Oh, oh come on. Very nice. <laughs> Which is why you get called, consistently, can I say, craftsman comes up. Mm. What is the medieval craftsman thing? Yes, that they I'm, I'm actually in the Comedians <laughs> Guild, <laughs> in which we meet at the Guild Hall yeah. in our aprons and talk about yeah. jokes. Sort of crossed gold microphones on our lapels. Have you noticed that, Pierre? Whenever they talk about Frank, there's a lot of the master and the craftsman. Yes. I think it's a nice way of saying old. <laughs> there's a sort of aspect of the lint chocolatier. Sort of mm. thing. The, oh yeah, you're the one with the lint, with all that um, velvet you wear. It must be <laughs> well, covered in lint. He was wearing it last I, night. I really want one of those. You know those rollers that wardrobe people <laughs> use. Do, yeah, that takes it off. That's what I want to do as you walk on stage. <laughs> yeah, but he looks good in the jacket. Thank you. I don't just want to say he looks good in the jacket. That's no good for the poster. No. <laughs> the jacket is nice. It was you've seen it, Frank. <laughs> I'm, an, I'm anti the velvet jacket. Do you think? Yeah, Why? I, I don't know, it's become some sort of talisman, I think, for Novelli. <laughs> mm. He thinks he can't work without it. Oh, for goodness sake. What would be the next best thing? Um, velour. Velour. <laughs> <laughs> it's velour. I don't I really don't know the difference. Don't some goddamn cagoule on stage. Velour versus velvet. I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to have to pick those apart, as no. it were. We've only talked about his clothes. No, I know. Can I say his That's show ca- is absolutely sensational? I agree Thank with you. that. I saw it and I laughed so loud that Pierre said to me after, <laughs> almost in see my complaint mode, <laughs> I could hear you laughing. No. I thought, well, I'm sorry. About that. <laughs> that reminded me when Adrian Charles came up to me on a plane and said, uh, do you know, you're laughing really loudly and everyone's looking. I said, well, don't have comedy films on the... <laughs> Frank Skinner. Frank Skinner. Absolute Radio. Absolute Radio. Joke of the Fringe? Oh, yes, I hate Joke of the Fringe. Yeah. I was contacted the other day about, um, we'd like to put you in our joke of the fringe. Don't you dare. Did you? (laughs) Write your own things. When I was on the train, there was a list of 
the top ten jokes of the festival I, I, on I the table the, map. I ha- hate the hate it. Do you? Why? It, it tends because to just go be... and see shousier people delivering stuff. Don't have somebody who can't write jokes writing down other people's jokes and then getting a pat on the back from the editor. It's, it's, it also is generally just the first ten jokes that we found. It's just, often puns. You know, it's mm. not what it's about, guys. I don't go out and just read from the newspaper on stage <laughs> and say, here's some good writing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, people. We've got, um, do you think, I hope this isn't awkward, but it's too mm. late, I've brought can it Can I ask up. you a question, by the sure. way? And uh, Can I ask this in a non-rude way at all? Do you do anything in bed other than sleep and private things? What way could that be a normal question? Well, because I I was in St Giles Cathedral the other day, which is with with Pierre Novelli, and there was a picture of Robert Louis Stevenson, and I'd forgotten about this, but Robert Louis Stevenson always wrote his stuff in bed. You're comparing me to Robert Louis Stevenson. No, but I'm just saying there's a picture of him sprawled out in bed. Looky-likey. And I just thought, I'd I'd never hang around. When I wake up, I'm sort of out of there. But do people actually go to bed with their laptops? Oh, yes. I'm very uh, very Judy Finnegan about these things. Okay. Uh, Judy's a fan of that. Richard told me that once when I interviewed him. She works in bed. She spent all day in bed if she could. She absolutely loves it. Oh, no. She loves propping up on the pillows. I love. I will happily spend, uh, you know, several hours. You see, you're a bit more Calvinistic about these things. It's like showering, you mm. know. I saw my partner shower for the first time, and obviously that was exciting in many ways, but I thought, when are you going to start actually washing stuff? <laughs> she just stood like she was at a bus, a bus stop for about ten minutes <laughs> and the then got out again. I thought, what, I'll do <laughs> I, 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 have but we forgotten? We something? do that in the bath as well. Yeah, I mean, not together. I don't. I don't do that line in the bath thing. Yeah, the, oh, the, the big, the big absolute radio bath. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Can you imagine if that was mandatory? Oh, that that was be. part of our contract. <laughs> Boss is on his way down today. But by we'll now, be discussing that. We've been doing it fifteen years. Now we wouldn't even think about it. We'd just jump in there and be sitting around. If it was an essential part of the job, would you do it? Um, but if we had to do the absolute radio bath, we'd have a lot of content. <laughs> Speak for yourself. We'd have to love. <laughs> yeah, so I don't have much content. I don't even raise the level of the water when oh, I get in the bath. Hey, <laughs> yeah. I'm not going anywhere near my content. Thank yeah, you. About, but uh, I, honestly, if we'd done it since the beginning, we wouldn't even think about it. No, what, the absolute radio bar. We'd just be in the bath <laughs> after yeah. chatting but about. Did you see that thing on? Um, well, on that's HBO. what I'm worried about. <laughs> yeah. Do you? I think there'd be. Who would be the most confident? Approach it to get into the bath. Who'd be first? I think Pierre, definitely. Do you think? And Dave yeah. Berry. Yeah, because Pierre is, you know. I know. He's all muscle and stuff. Who'd be the least confident? I'd be I'd be <laughs> very unconfident about getting in. I'm an old man, Commander. I think I think people would be looking at me in horror. Frank, they're gonna make us do it now. Yeah. What have we done? <laughs> It's, um, I don't think even footballers do the communal bath anymore. I think it's. Uh, it's Who still it's does gone. it? What industry? Um, anyone um, <laughs> listening, eight twelve fifteen, who still does the communal bath in any context? Yeah, I'd love to know. I think. <laughs> Frank Skinner. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. 
This is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio, live from Edinburgh with Emily Dean and Pierre Novelli. You can text the show on 81215. Follow the show on X and Instagram <laughs> at Frank on the Radio. I just can't get it out without it seeming It will never not be funny. Email the show via consignia <laughs> at aviva.com. No, no. Frank at absoluteradio.co.uk. Although we were actually talking about that lot. With the other brand. Week, People we? changing their, their brand names. Yeah, it's a very and interesting Ian, word. Um, I don't know if it's Ian. No, Ian Comma Crew. Okay. Okay. Um, he got in touch with us recently to come up with some examples of things he didn't like, company name changes he wasn't a fan of. Mm. Hermes parcel delivery. Hermes. That was a great... I said Hermes, as in the French brand. I, I should have said Hermes. <laughs> no, it's because the French brand is pronounced Hermes. I don't think they're oh. delivering no, scarves, I'm these so, guys. I always get so disappointed when I hear, you have an Hermes delivery. It's like, oh, it's Hermes. <laughs> um, Hermes, so it's now called Every. Oh, E-V-R-I. No. What do you think? Oh, no. Is it sort of Every as in... By the way, I, I was very sad to hear that people were going to lose their jobs at Wilco. Mm. Mm. Um, but I'd never heard of Wilco in my life. <laughs> Had you not? No. <laughs> I completely it? missed Wilco and now it's gone. It's what? not your world. It's too late now. Yeah, I've never... I, I thought, oh, that's t- terrible, they're losing their jobs. I wonder what it is that they work for. <laughs> have it's you, home repairs. Didn't where, you ever take your no. bills there? Where, where have you been buying six plain mugs at once? He's got a personal mugs, assistant of many mugs. years standing. <laughs> no, I, um, I, oh, yeah. I, I get them where, where, from the mug. Tree. I get them in the wild. <laughs> what did you think Wilco was? Like, I had, did you I think just it was never heard of Howard it. Wilkinson or something? I had never heard of it, and had now it's gone. Wow. Yeah, that was awful. I like and now it's gone, like the end of Titanic. <laughs> yeah, it's a bit like, gone, gone, it never <laughs> called me mother. I was about to say exactly um, that. Ian Comma Crew has also pointed out... Do you mean out, Ian actual comma? I don't know, because confusingly, he says Ian comma crew, and then it says Barry St Edmunds. You tell me, Frank Skinner. No, well, that's the next... Oh, that's the next one. Okay. Oh, it's get very Oh, confusing. Barry's got in touch. Um, <laughs> Ian in crew, I think we're right. Oh, Ian in crew. Yeah. Oh, OK, yeah, that so makes So Ian sense. then points out, uh, he says some government organisations also like changing their name. Highways Agency, to Highways England, to National Highways. Really? Make your mind up, Highways. I like their loyalty to Highways. (laughs) Yes. So we'll never never confuse you about the area we're interested in. Yeah, about the altitude of the the roads we're discussing. (laughs) And uh, Bovis House Builder... I suspect Frank didn't know. Bovis is in Bovis. Yeah. Ted Bovis. Do you remember No, Ted? I remember Bo- people would say it's a bit of a Bovis home. Right, Bo- oh. Bovis house builder. Well, as a result, uh, very well done you for pointing that out because Ian says it's sometimes when a company has a lot of adverse publicity mm. and Bovis therefore changed their name to Vistry Group. Vistry. Oh. V-I-S-T-R-Y. They thought it sounded a bit mysterious, a bit Merlin. I think, yeah. It sounds like a a very posh English person being disparaging about the clergy. (laughs) At Vistry Group. (laughs) Swindle their time in the Vistry. No, it's quite a big step, isn't it, that kind of change? It sounds a bit Harry Potter house, Vistry. I don't don't like Vistry. But now, Mm. because, as you well know, Frank, to your great weariness, how much I like looking things up, Mm. 
I've looked up Wilco because I wanted to know how reasonable it was that you'd never come across. No, them. you you look up things. I think you always think, yeah, yeah. When I'm saying something, I can almost see you go, yes, yes. I'll soon forget to the facts of this. <laughs> and I just, I'm not, I'm not, a, a, I'm not a dishonest person. But you've made me very careful about what I say. You've got me. I don't know why you 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 take my quest for truth so personally. Well, I'll say, oh, listen, yeah. it's not going to kick off in the absolute. Bath. No, I'm not having you two rushing around. That was the guy who was in the Magnificent Seven. I clear. Just to see if he was in the Magnificent Seven. Likely story. Honestly, fact check. My life has become fact check. It's um, not Robert Maxwell. Fact check. But uh, yes. No, let's. I'll save it. Okay. He was was just looking up Robert Maxwell. Let's. Uh, 549 has got in touch. Mm. Guys, I've had the odd invite to go to parties where hot tubs are involved. Right. I don't get it. This is from Prince Andrew. Oh, my God, Frank, please. Sorry. Please control yourself. Hot tubs. The boss is coming in today. Mm. I don't get it. Sat there, knee to knee, with friends in my cosy. I wouldn't invite them round to mine and say, should we take our drinks up to the bath? <laughs> it just seems bizarre to me. I think a hot bath is a bit different. There's something a bit of an event. Like um, Faye, who's our assistant producer today, went out for iced coffee and brought it back without a straw. Now, to me, once you put a straw, straw in something, it's party time. Oh, okay. And without a straw, I'm just someone having, you know, a, a drink. A cold drink. But once, I think once... I did say, somewhat unreasonably, admittedly at some point, we can't even drink it. <laughs> you did, I heard that as I went out to the toilet. We can't even drink it. So uh, are you suggesting that if someone were to dip a straw into a hot tub, it would be party time? Um, well, I think if you're in a hot tub, a hot tub <laughs> is another... It's another signal for party time, a hot yes. tub. I don't like hot tubs. I had an Edinburgh flat that had a hot tub once, and I came home and there was um, seven ladies in it. Mm. But they were all like, you was know... Was it the Chris Tarrant show, Man Oh Man? <laughs> no, it was in my partner and her sister and her mum and then some friends of theirs and stuff. I remember I opened a bottle of champagne I'd been given and handed that to them and they all sat drinking that. Yeah, very Formula uh, One. Yeah, it was, yeah. Frank, do you remember Man Oh Man? Oh, yeah. Pierre won't know what that is. They no. pushed men in the pool if they weren't good looking enough. Yes. Oh, oh very... it's all right when they did it. <laughs> so it's a sort of... Um... <laughs> it's very cruel. What's the Paddy McGuinness thing? Yeah, no, no likey, no lighty. Um, yeah, no, take, take. Take me, me out. out. Yeah. So it's yeah. just a sort of aqu- aquatic version of. Yeah, but they uh, push them in the pool. Okay. Take me out is uh, people um, issue challenges to professional hitmen, <laughs> <laughs> and they have uh, a week to try and uh, kill them. And if you if you kill them and then kill Paddy McGuinness, you win the big prize. <laughs> <laughs> no, Paddy's left untouched. Okay. I yeah. think. Okay. Um, Mark has been in touch. Mm. Dear Frank and team. That's becoming a bit of a thing, that. Mm. Franken is it, team. Is it, is it built on Frankenstein? Is it, is yeah. it a reference? One would hope so. Your anecdote on the subject of thespians turned critics, read mm. Donald Pleasance on Olivier, reminds me of the time I once complimented Donald Sindon 
on his performance in She Stoops to Conquer with David Essex. Donald Sinden, I hope you're going to do the voice. He had the most magnificent actor voices. Oh, all, the, go, all the fixtures and fittings <laughs> in a room would tremble when he spoke. <laughs> he was very down here indeed. And he he was, was in uh, a sitcom called Never the Twain. He was Wins- also in one, I think, called Our Man at St Mark's, ironically, as this is from Mark. Oh, oh. it's a small world, isn't it? Uh, Never the Twain was about uh, him and Winter Davis set around an antique shop and mm. pretty much ended the same every week, which was the cleaner would come in and they'd say, Mrs. Jones, you've broken the priceless Ming vase. Yes. And then you'd hear, da 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 It's always a vase, isn't it? And it's always Ming. Yeah. Anyway, Mark continues. This is Donald Sinden on his performance in She Stoops to Conquer with David Essex. Yes. So Mark had obviously complimented it. Darling... He says, mm-hmm. I'm in already. So I don't good, know about so, you. so far, so good. <laughs> so yes. Sinden, so far. Darling. Darling, he says, I rather think you saw David Essex perform with me, not the other way around. Oh, wow. I was struck by the fact that round was actually pronounced rind. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> The other way around. <laughs> Billing is everything in these uh, matters, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Best wishes and enjoy Edinburgh. I remember when Tom Stoppard was on a plane and we had a bit of a uh, weird bang on the plane and, and the plane dropped about 30 feet and everyone was terrified. I still don't know what it was. And as I got off, I said, uh, if the plane had gone down, Tom, who do you think would have got the headline? And he said, that rather depends on the newspaper. <laughs> <laughs> Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Frank, I had a flyering incident yesterday. Everyone's familiar with this concept, aren't they? There are a lot of people um, giving out leaflets for their shows in Edinburgh, and I believe it's called flying. Mm. Flyering. Flyering. Flyering, is it? Okay. I've done, I did six years before the mast. Flyering mm. my own stuff. It, it's what does before the mast mean? Like this, that's how they say you were in the navy. Oh, I don't Ten like it. Ten years before the mast. They're trying to make it all cool before the mast. <laughs> yeah. And did you say, "Come and see my show"? Come and did you do it that little kind of song or something? No, I had some patter, but yeah. um, the easiest flyering I did was at my very first fringe because I was dressed as a pirate, and it's a recognisable brand. Mm. People know what they're getting with pirates. You are quite pirate, but you're more mm. sort of. He's more, can you get Nordic pirates? Of course, Vikings. Okay, oh yeah, you're one of those. <laughs> yeah. What about... Um, sort of Nordic pirates. <laughs> it's my new name for them. Yeah. <laughs> uh, can you imagine are. that at Lindisfarne? What's that um, boat? Could they be... Well, they look Nordic. Can they I just say... Quite political. But can it I would just be, say they they'd should be... They'd all be Geordies, wouldn't they? <laughs> <laughs> ah, well, why was that boat? Nordic pirates? What, female pirates? <laughs> Don't you see like Fine, <laughs> please. Sorry. The boss is here. Sorry. And also, I think they should rebrand themselves as Nordic pirates. Yes, it yeah. sounds much Don't keep pr- saying it now. I've heard it said in a northeast <laughs> accent. It'll never be the same for me. Well, Anton Deck haven't said it yet, but it's, it's about much less aggressive sounding than Vikings. Mm. Yes, I'm just saying, true. if there's anyone from the PR... For the Nordic yes, pirates. We prefer the term Nordic piracy. <laughs> Vikings no one the... called the Vikings the Vikings when they were around, though, did they? No, they waited until their back was turned. <laughs> <laughs> That's how they get you. 
Yeah, it, I think it only means like travelling around. It means it means pirate, Viking. Yeah, but it's got rages. a very uh, negative connotation. Yeah, we believe it is a very <laughs> I negative. I don't think uh, it does mean pirate. Does it, it not? Like pirate or I, raider? Because you can have Vikinger from Frisia, from the the Dutch uh, islands. That doesn't oh, necessarily mean Nordic. Well, anyway, okay. Oh, you too. I think it just meant you know travelling around. Does it? It's in places. What, are you suggesting it's I think it was blank, used as a verb that people went Viking. Oh, what do you, does that mean, like, going, in going summer, postal or the, something? The, but it always... It, trading mm. and raiding. Mm. OK. Swap some combs. Is that your, is that your ex-bio? Trading and raiding? <laughs> yeah. Swap some combs, <laughs> chop some heads. Frank, let me tell you about this flyer. What was your patter for the pirate show? <laughs> Can you remember it? Um, remember the, your pirate patter? It was a mime uh, show. Oh, so was it? Okay, I would, I would, I'm already interested. I'd say silent pirate play, and that would be enough odd words that people would sort of go... And then uh, would you be silent? So we did try that. That did work uh, for a bit as well, sort of oh. miming things. Yeah. Okay. okay. But nice. what happened with your... Well, this flyer, he came up to me outside your gig, where I'd arrived, Pierre, mm. which is cool, by the way. Is it, why are you laughing? Why are you laughing? Okay. Um, because Frank Skinner just said Nordic pirate. <laughs> um, and a gentleman, quite a fashionable young chap, he approached me and one of my colleagues. Uh, I said, I'm talking to the police. But anyway, <laughs> he said, uh, you know, they have a flyer with something steeple to it. Have you seen those ones? Oh, yeah, yeah. He had one of those. Often a review staple. Oh, is that what it was? Yeah. So he had a few and he said, do you want to come and see this Garrett? And Garrett Millerick. I think that's who it was. And yes. my colleague said, oh, we know Garrett. And he went, oh, really? She said, oh, yes, yes. And then she, was, she said, oh, we're here to see Pierre. And he said, oh, right. And at first it was warm smile. She mentioned the management company. And I said, oh, great. And I went to take the fly. He pulled it back off me. He said, oh, no, I haven't got that many. I said, why are you taking it off me now? <laughs> I said, is it because you think I'm industry? He said, yeah, to be honest, it's a bit of a waste. That's Ooh. very um, conscientious yeah. of him, though. Yeah. So he said, I haven't got that many. And I said, are we, are we not allowed because you think we're like insiders? He said, yeah, is that really? <laughs> I think you'll do well, but Garrett <laughs> Millery could be delighted to know there's only a tiny <laughs> amount of flyers to hand out. Or left, maybe. Because three, he's doing maybe so left. well. Could be yeah. doing so well, yeah. I remember mm. when I used to hand out, I remember being dressed as a Victorian gentleman handing out some Sweeney Todd the Opera flyers oh, in yeah. Stafford Town Centre. Sorry. And I was there conscientiously for about six hours and when I walked away, I passed a waste bin that was <laughs> overflowing with them. I could have eliminated the middleman, arrived, put them in the bin and then gone for some refreshments. Frank Skinner. Absolute Radio. I went to see another puppet show. I went shadow puppets. Oh. But not like um, my, many years ago, I remember, right, there was a, a magician who I used to work with in the comedy clubs who did the same 20 minutes for years and years. And then uh, I saw he was doing an Edinburgh show and I, I thought, oh, I'd love to see what else he's got on his, in his 20 minutes. So he did his 20 minutes very slowly <laughs> for 40 <laughs> minutes. And then he did, uh, oh, and here's next door's dog. And he put on an overhead uh, projector and put his hands, you know, that with the thumbs <laughs> represented ears. No. Oh, and he rabbits. did 20 minutes of that stuff. Oh, here comes an eagle. You're kidding. No, exactly. 
What? And what was the crowd's reaction to this? Indifference. Cold yeah. indifference. Well, I'm glad to hear it. Yeah, well, there you go. <laughs> anyway, this was a very different experience because this is when they cut them out of cardboard, you know, that kind of thing. Mm. It was brilliant. It was a couple. Uh, she was Japanese and this guy was an American who lives in Japan. I don't know if they were a couple couple, but as we said, there's something about puppetry that brings couples together so he'd written it and she'd cut out all and designed all these bits of um cardboard and the whole thing was about um an evil owl character who did look a bit like roy hodgson but i think that was accidental (laughs) and um i like the sound of the evil owl character yeah he banned sleep he put a curse on this place and no one slept and there was part of me thinking is that a curse? That'd be quite good, wouldn't it? It depends if you still wanted to sleep. They had underground sleepies where people um, <laughs> went into this bar and just put their heads on the tables and slept. And there'd be police raids. And they'd all say, no, we sell coffee. We're all very lively. And so he wouldn't let anyone go to bed, yeah. Was, no, he, be- yeah. was he Bez in the 90s? He was... <laughs> he, um, it reminds me that always used to be a story in magazines like Ravalli and Titbits when I was a kid. Mm. It, there were sort of scurrilous um, magazines that my mum and dad used to read. And it was always about to be a farmer who hadn't slept for <laughs> 20 years. Remember this story? Yeah. A bloke who never needed to sleep. And I used to think, God, that'd be brilliant. Yes, they were praised. In the days before sleep hygiene, these people were praised. Yeah, well, it would be brilliant. You'd suddenly get an extra eight hours. I could make my own puppets. I did really did come away from this. I really come away thinking, you know what, I'm going to do one of these next year. Oh, yeah? I'm going to do a shadow puppet show. What What's- would your... Curse be what? What curse would your owl? Well, I was thinking I couldn't. I couldn't steal their owl curse thing. I was thinking of doing Dracula, but then he doesn't cast the shadow. I'd be really confusing. <laughs> Very difficult. To, but it was brilliant. It's called Shadow Kingdom, and if you're in, um, if you're in Edinburgh, it's not a kids show. There were kids in there. You know, when kids are all like talking, say, "Oh, I know, I don't want to go. Oh no, can we have some?" And then when it started, they all went really quiet and got drawn in. It oh, it's like, like the guy watched the puppet show. Oh, no, it's not like him. Because he didn't shut up. But I saw this guy the next day giving out leaflets and I said, I, I, I saw the show yesterday, it was brilliant. And he just looked at me like I was being ironic. Did he? Yeah. There, there, was, a, he did, there was a bit of a lean back in his eyes where he thought, is this man mocking my carefully yeah. crafted Yeah, you were with me, weren't you, when mm. I told No, he did look like, did yeah, he? yeah, I well, get it. Well, it's an autobiographical, he hasn't slept in three years. Oh, <laughs> he's absolutely no. shattered. Yeah, well, he suddenly went, Ooh. An enormous pellet came out of his mouth. (laughs) Glad it was his mouth. Frank Skinner. Frank Skinner. Absolute Radio. Absolute Radio. I bought um, a lovely biscuit tin. Yes, sir. you know, I, it, oh. I think it's my. If you instead of Coronation Street, if you bought, I bought. I went to the. Um, the uh, Grace and Perry exhibition at the, at the Scottish National Gallery, which is oh. just one of my favourite exhibitions I've ever been to. I'd to go see that. And uh, you could buy a biscuit tin with uh, Grace and Perry 
in a countryside scene, leaning on a wall with like a headscarf and a tweed, <laughs> tweed skirt, looking like. First, it looks like the Queen, and did you think, oh no, that's Grace and Perry? It's a, it's one of my favourite. Um, I love a tin. I love an ornate tin. You're in the yeah. right city for it. I've got. I am. I've got a. Um, it's it's actually a lunchbox, but it's of tin. And it's a Buffalo <laughs> Buffalo Bill uh, lunch. Oh, oh man, I love it. I just love to hold it and listen to that <laughs> of the tin. So I went to the exhibition. Very, very good at art. Who is? Um, Grayson Perry. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the kind of review. You know, the way at school, there was kids who was brilliant at art. Yeah. He's, must, he's one of those blokes. He's I really buy, good at art. I would buy a book called Very Good at Art. <laughs> yeah. Curated forward by Frank Skinner. It was, honestly, it was brilliant. I, uh, I loved it. And... Um, that's the sort of feedback that you give at the end of something where you're quite tired, but you have enjoyed it. And as you leave, you say to Grayson... You are very, very good at art. <laughs> well, he was in there. Cab. But two and a half hours I was in there. Ooh. You and, say that, uh, but you both would like that. Sorry, Frank, to interject. If someone said, as they left your gig, Frank Skinner, you are very, very good at comedy. Oh, yeah, I'd be delighted. Great. Absolutely yeah. delighted. I'd have a biscuit too, I'd say. <laughs> <laughs> Something about the bluntness of it would make it seem more true as well. A traitor blunt? I think you just can't get around the fact that, it's, you know, he makes pots. I, I, what I kept thinking of, imagine having to transport pots, though, to some... You'd be terrified, wouldn't you? Anything, but don't make me. As I said, if you get a comedy and anything valuable is knocked over, it's, it's always a pot. Never the twain. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'd recommend it. It was brilliant. But I tell you, something happened to me. Do you know um, The Road by Cormac McCarthy? Mm, mm. A book which is in many ways brilliant and in many, many ways so upsetting mm. that I had to go out and have a walk around the local shops to remind me that there wasn't a dystopian world out there. And there's a bit in it where these starving father and child find under the ground uh, tins of baked beans and tins of fruit, pineapple chunks, and you think, oh, wow. Well, it was in the, um, in the National Gallery, and I was talking to the curator of the, uh, of the exhibition, and he said, oh, I'll show you, this is, uh, we have lectures here, this is the lecture theatre. And it was like that. I'm at the Edinburgh Fringe and there's a 200 seater room unused <laughs> by any comedians <laughs> just there, lovely seat. I said, Do you know what you've got here? <laughs> and he said, oh, well, I suppose we could. I said, But it's a 200 seater, it's perfect. Uh, don't tell your manager. Um, expire. Well, he said he might mention it at the next meeting. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, it was like discovering yeah. a treasure trove. A beautiful oh, wow. padded, upholstered seats, a raised Ooh. stage. Can yeah. you imagine? Look, look at Pierre's face. He can almost see himself in there. I've yeah. never seen him like this. You're stretching your legs on the side. Oh, you could get some jokes in here. Oh, <laughs> man. It's, I tell you, it, I couldn't believe it that, that there's any room in Edinburgh that hasn't been used by the Fringe. And yeah. there it was. Perfect. Mm. But yes, check out the, the Grace and Perry. It's really brilliant. And please check out Frank's Poetry Podcast. He won't say this, but I will. And mm. so will Steffi 
who says it has a real vibe of listening to a nice pal, just having a chat about poems. Highly recommend this lovely show for hardcore poetry enthusiasts, as well as those who want something that makes poetry accessible. Well, it's funny you should say that, because <laughs> the next episode of Frank Skinner's Poetry Podcast will be out on Wednesday. Sylvia Plath. Ooh. Oh, oh, yes. A big one. Um, that's not the same as Lionel Richie Plath. Oh, my um, God. Now, Sylvia Plath, obviously the brilliant American, well, I'm still calling her American uh, mm. poet. Been a joy today, and um, I'm, I'm, I'm almost tempted to have a bit more um, of the Scottish reel, but I won't. So thank you for listening. If good Lord spares us and the creeks don't rise, we'll be back again this time next week. Now get out. Listen.